want to consistently work with new clients, learn more about what your audience wants and needs, or make connections that lead to collaborations and partnerships, accomplish all of that through free discovery calls. This is a key business builder, especially if you're just getting started, making a shift, or going to the next level in your ministry or business. So let's talk about what to do before, during, and after discovery calls, shall we? Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. Hey, hey, it's great to be with you again on episode 46 of Just One Simple Thing. We're wrapping up our Business Builder series, and on the last episode, we talked about being a podcast guest, which was a game changer for me in 2019. In 2021, my game changer was holding discovery calls with new connections and potential clients. I set a goal to have 50 calls with new people during the year. I didn't quite make 50. I had 43 calls that resulted in 19 new coaching clients or mastermind members, and six partnership or collaboration opportunities. Almost 60% success in developing an ongoing relationship. Now, I'll warn you in advance, this episode will have more tips and actions than I normally share at one time. But don't worry, at the end, you'll have a chance to grab some notes and a helpful worksheet to implement what you learn. Consistently talking with potential clients and partners in discovery calls is one of the best ways to keep your client calendar full. But it begins with keeping your discovery call calendar full. So let's start with some strategies to help you do that. First, talk about your discovery call offer. Instead of burying it on your Contact Me page of your website, make your discovery call offer obvious wherever you interact with your audience. You don't have to mention it all the time in one place, But rotating it around your various platforms and connection points ensures that all the parts of your audience are reminded occasionally. Some places to mention it are your email newsletter, your social media bio, your Facebook page and group, your Instagram stories and feed, your podcast outro, your guest post or podcast bio. Secondly, set a goal and keep track visually. How many calls is enough? You won't know until you set a goal and keep track. Set a goal for a specific number of calls to have in a quarter and keep track of how many of those calls convert to coaching clients. Then you'll know how many you need to schedule in the future to keep your client slate full. Tracking it visually will be a motivator and remind you to mention the discovery calls often. Now I know that if I want to book two or three new clients every month, I need to schedule four or five discovery calls. And number three, make it easy to schedule. 
The most frustrating part of scheduling anything is an endless stream of emails going back and forth to find a time that works for both of you. If it's too difficult, this potential lead will just give up. But you don't need an expensive scheduling software with monthly fees. Most schedulers have a free version. My favorite is TidyCal, which has a free version as well as an inexpensive one-time lifetime deal. I'll drop a link to TidyCal in the show notes. And keep it simple if you have to. When I started, I used a Google spreadsheet with a list of the times available and gave people access to enter their name next to a time. Not fancy, but it worked when there were only a few. All right, now let's talk about what to do during the call. The goal of your call is to accomplish three things. Learn about the potential client and their struggles, tell them how you can help, and give them one solid takeaway for a quick win. These are some of my favorite questions to ask during a call. Tell me about your ministry or business and how you got started. What goals do you have in the next three to six months? What barriers are keeping you from reaching those goals? What would things look like if that problem was solved? What have you tried in the past to solve it? Once you understand what their issues are, next you can start offering your solution. Give your potential client a quick win. This allows her to experience what it would be like working with you. If you can make a difference in just a few minutes, she'll wonder how much more impact you could make with an ongoing relationship. Be prepared to give a pitch at the end of the call and explain how your services work. Most people who schedule these calls understand what you're trying to do, so don't be shy about sharing your plan, especially if you can customize it to meet the unique needs of this client. And one quick word of warning, free calls should be no more than 20 or 30 minutes, and it can be hard to keep it at that. Remember, this is the first impression your potential client is getting of you, and it's an opportunity for you to provide value while still protecting your boundaries. And before you go, set up for the follow-up. Most people won't be able to make a commitment right away, so set up a specific time for follow-up usually within a week. Take notes during the call so your follow-up can be specific and personal. If you've offered to send any free resources or other information, repeat your action items at the end of the call. If you feel the call has gone well, ask permission to share about your call on your social media, either anonymously or with their name. You can also ask them to share on their own social media if the call has been helpful for them. All right, what do you do after the call? Once the call is over, your work is not quite done. Now's the time to follow up and take the next step in your relationship. Set a time to follow up. As soon as your call is over, add a reminder to your calendar to follow up, usually within a week, unless there's some specific agreement during the call. Be sure you've sent any resources you offered, a proposal or pricing sheet, or completed any other action items you have. Be prepared to offer alternative resources. Sometimes during or after the call, you realize you're not a great fit for this potential client. Maybe they aren't quite ready for your services or they need support you're not able to provide. In these cases, you can gain a lot of goodwill by referring a reliable resource that could better meet their needs. 
This builds your reputation as a well-connected expert. It displays honesty and integrity and furthers your relationship with the potential client and the people you refer to. These relationships can lead to additional clients down the road. And finally, check back in periodically. If she doesn't book your services immediately, put her on a list for occasional follow-up. You never know what future needs they may have and what other opportunities will come from maintaining that relationship. So reach out every three to four months just to check in and see how she's doing. Refer back specifically to any resources or referrals you provided to see if those are helping. If their original problem is now solved, find out what issues they're currently facing and offer ways you may be able to help. This check-in can be an email, but it can also be a quick social media DM or an audio or visual message to make it even more personal. And here's a pro tip for you. I have a list on one of my Trello boards of former clients and discovery call people. Every Sunday evening as I plan the next week, I reach out to the top two or three people on the list, then move their card to the bottom of the list. I continue to cycle through these so that everyone is contacted every few months. Okay, I know that was a lot of information. So for your one simple action step, head over to my free Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, and grab the notes and a worksheet to keep up with your discovery call strategy this year. And of course, if you'd like to chat about what's happening in your ministry or business, I'd love to have a discovery call with you. The link to schedule is in my show notes. I hope this Business Builder series has been helpful for you. I've tried to share the things that have truly moved the needle in my ministry-minded business over the years, so be sure to catch up on the rest of the series if you missed any. I'd love to hear what you think. You can do that by leaving an honest review wherever you listen. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you, the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.